This is Dig to Your Potential, inspiring, educating, and empowering single members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our hosts are Peggy Matheson, betrayal trauma recovery expert, and Sharon Collier, certified life and relationship coach. So when I first started coaching, I came to realize that nobody's really in touch with their own baggage with their own Mm. trauma they can make a list of everybody else's trauma for sure (laughs) yeah um a big long list but nobody was really looking inside themselves to realize what they're bringing into the relationship what what unhealthy patterns um what issues that they have that's making them not have healthy relationships so it's tricky it is tricky so today we are doing episode five. Yay! I'm Sharon. I'm Peggy. And we're going to pick Peggy's brain today about unpacking our own baggage, about some pattern, negative patterns that we might be putting out there. And I'm just going to let Peggy have the floor for a minute. Thanks, Sharon. This is this is part of why you and I get along so well. <laughs> we're like, we got to look at our own stuff. Yes. So years ago, when I first started doing my own healing work, and started doing the guided meditation work, it really, um, really opened up so much for me and was so, just landed me in a place of joy and happiness. And I felt like I had a tool finally that could really get to the core issues and clean them out, clear them out quickly and beautifully. And so that's when I started really doing the coaching and helping other people as well. But I was still doing all that work for myself. So a few years after this, I was asked to do a creativity workshop and I had started writing all this poetry and we've talked about that before and I published my book um, in 2021. What is this? 2022? 2021 last year. And it's a book of poetry and I'm going to share one of the poems from it because as I was asked to do this creativity workshop, which I did with music and movement and I shared some of my poetry, all my stuff started coming up and I thought I had really, you know, cleared it all out and I was good. So I ended up writing this poem and I want to share it with everyone here um, to, to talk about that we always have stuff we can look at. There's always, I mean, as, as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, really it's about personal growth. It's about becoming, becoming our best selves and being the truth of who we really are. So here's my um, poem. It's called Stomp, stomp, whine, whine. (laughs) Whining, stomping, pulling on my hand. I'm not playing and she doesn't understand. I'm too stressed out and can't afford to stop. I'm upside down and just about to flop. Then flop, she says, and leave it all behind. I haven't played with you in such a long time. Stomp, stomp, whine, whine, pull, pull, nag. I don't care about that stupid little bag. She points to my back. And sure enough, it's there. The baggage that I thought I dropped is pulling on my hair. You said you've gotten rid of it so we can go and play. It's just not fair that you don't do what you say. Oh, my word. She's nailed me once again. That old crap bag has become my best friend. I did get rid of it. I told you that before. It just comes back when I level up some more. Can't you see how small it has become? I honestly thought it was smaller than my thumb. 
Silly you, goofus too. I could have told you that the crap's on you. Just come and play, please, like we used to do. I'll help you take it off and stomp it into goo. Stomp, stomp, wine, wine, stomp, stomp, wine. Let's do a jig and make it all fine. Wait a minute, that's what I've been saying all along. It's gonna be fine, it's not the right song. Stomp, stomp, wine, wine, pull, pull, nag. I told you I don't care about this stupid little bag. Okay. Okay, I really want to play. It's just that I've been carrying this crap all day. Dance with me, laugh with me. Let's give away your bag for free. Stomp, stomp, wine, wine, stomp, stomp, wine. Stomp, stomp, wine, wine, stomp, stomp, wine. I'm sorry, I say. I love you, I do. Thank you for teaching me to play with you. Stomp and whine and pull and nag. I can't live without you and my little crap bag. So let's do dance and let's do play. And maybe just maybe it'll really go away. At least for today. I love it. <laughs> it's so awesome. Oftentimes we do wear our issues like a heavy bag, don't we? Yeah. We do. And I mean, at the end of it, it was like, okay, the awareness of that I still have stuff and I'm starting to look at it, but I can still play. I can still be present. I can still do that because we always are going to have stuff. Oh, yeah. But the awareness of it and willing to take care of it and knowing how to do it and knowing what it is. Right. Figuring out what that crap is that we're carrying around is a part of our job as being members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Of course. It's a part of what we're here for. So how do we know what our baggage is? That's the big question, isn't it? Yeah. I think a lot of people really don't know how to identify it. So here's, here's how I teach about identifying your baggage. And I'm going to use my own example from my own life. And this wasn't that long ago. So I, what was happening was I was getting repeated patterns coming at me, like repeated the same kind of experience with dating. I was getting guys that would connect and disconnect, connect and disconnect. And it was finally so obvious that I was like, okay, this is showing up for me because something is Inside of me, there's some unfinished business, and we've talked about unfinished business before, that in the relationships we have, it sh it's a mirror back to us of our yes. unfinished business, yes. whether that's from childhood or whenever. So I was like, what's going on? So I started asking myself some questions, like, how is this, how am I disconnecting from myself? How am I disconnecting with others? You know, what is it that I'm doing to myself? How, it's like, it's like this, this blind spot in me that I'm trying to, to find. And so I start asking questions and I start looking into how to, my feelings and listening to my body. And, and of course, then I, I am big into doing my own work. And so I have someone that I work with that does the same work that I do, the guided meditation, and I had her help me with this and uncover some negative beliefs or patterns so I can be free of this. And sure enough, into my life came someone that is very connected and yes. wasn't disconnected from me. And I became connected with myself. I figured out what it was that I was doing to myself. So that's one way. Um, 
What are your thoughts? So, like, there's people who have um, abusive marriages, and they're carrying around that from their marriage, and because they have happy moments, they think they're happy. They think they've taken care of it, but yet it identifies itself in maybe a quick temper or yes so that so so when you get tri- that's a trigger yes. so when you get triggered um, it, it's one thing if you have anger because someone's crossed a boundary. Definitely. Anger is Definitely. anger is such an important emotion. We have to be really careful. I know that I know we've been counseled not to be angry and all of that, but to own our anger and to acknowledge we have it is very human and essential. So it, there can be anger that comes because somebody's crossed a boundary and being self-aware is what's really important. But if you have anger regularly, like you get triggered and you and you ruminate about it and you you have conversations in your head with someone about it, you put it out on, you know, get angry at other people or you're always seeing, seeing angry yes. people yes. or you're always seeing anger in others, that's another clue. Because when you always see something, in others, it may be that it's a mirror back to you to say, hey, you are ignoring that you have some yes. anger that you haven't dealt with. So, so those like those, that's a, when you, when you have a trigger, that's your work. It's when you kind of ruminate, it keeps showing up, it keeps coming back. And then you have to stop. Then it's important to stop and ask yourself, what am I feeling? Tap into your yes. emotions. Your body is a tool. Yes. To feel, what am I feeling? Maybe it's a tight chest. Maybe your hands are fisted yes. all the time. Maybe you're feeling tension in your face. Or maybe your breathing gets shallow. What is happening in your body? And just get curious. And then ask yourself, what's the thought? Because it always comes from thoughts. Right. And maybe it's that, oh, you tensed up when you drove by that gas station. And then you start to go, oh, oh, that's right. There was... I, something happened at that gas station or a gas station like it. Or you see someone that you didn't realize reminds you of your ex in this way or that. Right. And you feel, so that can be unfinished business, whether it's patterns or beliefs that have been laid down, or maybe there's some healing work that still needs to be done. Maybe, because right. when, when you go past that gas station or you see that person that reminds you of your ex and you don't have a reaction that's a sign that you've been healed. Yes. Like for me, when I, I, I read back through my journal after my divorce and I had highlighted all the places just because I needed to know, I had to understand what, what had happened to me. I highlighted all, after I'd gotten my trauma training, I highlighted all the places where I was in trauma or where he had done something manipulative that was recorded in my journal right. of, of 30 years. Right. And when I could read through that and not have an emotional response, that's when I knew, oh, I've healed from yes. that. Yes. So you're saying to watch your triggers. Yeah. Watching what's aware. really triggering. I really liked what you said about when things annoy you and other people's, you should yes. look at yourself because yes. that is that is huge because most likely you're annoyed because you're carrying that and well, you're doing that. Yes. And when I get to know, when I start getting to know someone like guys, when I, you know, with dating or whatever, and they are complaining a lot about some other people or whatever, I'm going, oh, mm, there's their stuff, right? Yes. It's like they always see what they haven't looked at. We always see what we haven't looked at in ourselves and, and that brings up our stuff. Right. So it's really important that we're self-aware. Yes. And sometimes that's hard 
for people to do? Oh, it's very hard. I've definitely noticed that was the first thing I really noticed when I started coaching, honestly, was that we're all pretty clueless <laughs> to our own, um, to our own crap. And, yeah. um, so that's why I wanted to talk about this so much today. Um, so I'm loving what you're saying so far. I was reading about trauma a while ago, um, lack of sleep. There's so many, yes. there's so many symptoms that tell us there's so, because like you said, our body tells us. Yes. So there, thank you for bringing this up. So there's like a comfort zone where everything's good, where you feel like you've got boundaries and people are respecting them. You feel yes. like you have a spiritual path you're on. You're feeling good. You're feeling grounded. Your breathing is easy. Your sleep is easy. You know, you're feeling pretty good about life. Yes. You know, even in those moments when you're not out doing, doing or whatever. And then there's what we call the hyper arousal or the heightened senses where you're in trauma that could be um, uh, increased heart rate it could be rage anger coming out it could be um, it's the fight um, or flight response right so people talk a lot about fight or flight so that's the fight or flight response and then there's the hypo which is the depressed that's the freeze that's also please and appease so there's different kinds of trauma. Yes. So if you find yourself constantly trying to please and appease people, that's that's your stuff. If you go, I'm a pleaser, look at that. What is that for you? And there's probably some unfinished business that needs to be taken care of. So the, the hypo would be like depression, like um, uh, withdrawing. lethargic, withdrawing, um, pulling away from God. You know, you know, the pattern where I'm sure many of you who are listening have seen this when someone gets divorced in the church and then they completely go away. Well, that can be a trauma response because, I mean, I've had that happen to me where I recognize and thank goodness I knew what was going on. So I what I did was I pulled back a little bit from my temple attendance until I felt like I really wanted to go back. But I was starting to to not feel the spirit. I was starting to not care, you know, and that is a, that can be a trauma response. So just be aware of those things too. So we've got the, the comfort zone. We've got the hyper aware. That's a fight, flight, freeze. And then we've got the hypo, which is the depression, the withdrawing, the lack of motivation, all of that kind of stuff. And it it affects your physical health. This is serious stuff. Right. It does affect your physical health. So listening to your body in all those ways is super, super important. Right. No, I have heard of people, you know, like developing heart conditions and other things. from Absolutely. From different sources. Absolutely. Of, of trauma. And so it's very complex. Yes. You know, and yet we carry it around every day. And I always talk about our baggage like we don't want to be carrying a big army duffel of our baggage. We want a little fanny pack, you know, <laughs> with sparkles. Right. You know? It's that little black bag on my back. I yes. don't know what's there pulling on my hair. Right. But right. We, we, I mean, because we're always going to have it, like you said. Right. And so we want it to be little and manageable. You know, if you had to physically carry around an army duffel, you wouldn't get much done during no. the day. But if it's sitting on your little waist, like a little fanny pack or something, that, you know, you are more functional. It right. is easier right. to live your life and right. be happier. It's lighter. Yes. And when you have let go of a lot of that stuff, when you've done your work, I like call it your work, 
you put out a positive signal and that draws positive things to you, including good relationships, successful relationships. So, and I want to, I want to talk a little bit here about trauma, big T trauma, little T trauma, Sure. because a lot of people think, well, I don't have any trauma. I had a good childhood. Everything's good, you know? So here's the thing. Um, this is the way I describe it. So I think of not everybody has stuff. Everybody has stuff that's stopping them. Everybody has stuff that's keeping them from living their full potential. So we want you to date to your potential. So we want you to be your very best. So here's how I talk about like the guided meditation work that I do. And it's really talking about what's been laid down in our bodies. For example, you might have a four-year-old boy goes to the grocery store with his mom. He gets lost for five minutes and in that moment, we call it a crystallizing moment where the body kind of seizes up and unconsciously he may have decided some, made some decisions about his life. Like right. I'm abandoned. I'm never going to be, I'm never going to know my way forward. I'm, I'm not, I'm unloved, whatever that might be. But five minutes later, his mother's at him hugging him saying, Oh, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. And the, you know, the, the grocery store owner and everybody's like, great job. You know, I'm so glad we found you. And yet... Right that belief is still stuck in that little boy's head, body, really, and he doesn't even know it. And so what happens is it's that sign we talk about. He draws to himself all these experiences that validate that decision that he made unconsciously, not consciously, unconsciously. So he continues to have experiences where he's abandoned, where he feels like nobody loves him, where he doesn't ever make the, where he feels lost or whatever it is. So that would be like maybe a little T trauma. Okay. And then a big tree trauma would be like losing a child, right. a divorce, emotional abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, any of the abuse, right. having witnessed a, any kind of an act of war, an accident, anything right. like that. So just becoming aware, just start asking yourself questions and becoming aware of what's happening in your body. And I always say, just be curious and stay open. You don't have to make a decision about it right now. Just start to be aware of what's right. going on with and you. That's the first your step. Patterns. Yes. Watching your patterns. You mentioned that earlier. You know, if you're having the same experience over and over and over again, it's very telling. Yes. It's very, very telling yes. that something is really going on. Right. And how many people have I talked to in the singles world who are just out there floating from, from event to event, singles activity to singles activity and one or another, and they're not really, and they know they've got stuff, they've seen it. Like I've talked to several people recently, like um, a, a friend of mine who is like, you know, she's 49. She's like the, the, the healthy 30 or 30, early 30s guys are really, you know, connecting with me, but I get to a certain point and it's like, ah, and it triggers her stuff from her, her, past marriage and she says I'm not connecting with the guys more my age and so when the guys that are in the early 30s find out how old I am then it becomes this disconnect and things aren't happening it's just just and she knows that's her pattern so I've had multiple people say I know this is my pattern so I'm going to bring this up right here and say how many of us are willing to invest in our homes buy a home 
how many of us are willing to invest in our spiritual life, go to the temple regularly, you know, either time or money, physical health, buy a membership, we're going to work out, we're going to go and go in these singles groups and go hiking, go on these, you know, we're going to take care of our fun, we're going to do all of this stuff, right. we're going to invest in all of this. Oh, clothes and makeup and everything, but not in our relationships. Right. That is the most important thing. If you know you have stuff, give us a call, set up an appointment, or go and talk to someone else. Yes. And if, if therapy, and I've heard so many people say therapy isn't working for me, well, get a coach. Because for heaven's sakes, there's a different option for you. And coaching is very valid and valued in this culture. It's starting to come, people are realizing the benefit of it. And just get help. Be willing to make that investment. And the truth yes. is that if you don't, the more of you, the more you are invested in this, the more you're going to see change. Yes. Don't you? Oh, for sure. I know um, I've done work with Peggy and I've talked about this before, but I didn't realize, you don't realize that things are hiding, <laughs> hiding in there. We did three sessions and I didn't get past age six. And so I was talking about the big hefty bag I'm dra dragging around and you don't realize you're dragging it around until stuff starts coming out. Yes. And then it's like, oh, wow, the hefty bag is lighter. Yeah. Isn't that a wonderful thing? <laughs> it is. So, you know, when you do have trauma, when you do have baggage, when you're carrying around extra weight that is not yours to carry, really, you know, we talk in church all the time about, you know, giving it to Christ and things do something about your baggage, your trauma, do something about your issues, the things that you're carrying around. And if you don't ask yourself why, yes, why are you unwilling to invest? What is it you're afraid of? Because usually it comes down to fear. Maybe you're afraid of feeling your anger. Maybe you're afraid of seeing the truth of what you've really been through. So I want to ask you a question, though. Um, what is it that you've seen Sharon most commonly that shows you that people aren't willing to do their work? So honestly, I feel like, I just talked about this before, if you're out having fun, you think you're happy. There's moments that you think you're happy or people get into relationships because they think it's going to make them happy. It's going to solve their problems. It's going to solve their problems. I'm unhappy. I'm grouchy. I'm ornery. I'm not sleeping. I'm not. So I should go get into a relationship <laughs> and they get in a relationship. And when that person fails to quote unquote, make them happy, infidelity starts, they're angry at the person. There's all sorts of issues that happen because that person failed to make them happy when it wasn't that person's job in the first place. And that was something that was very, very um, telling to me that it's like, we really have issues, you know, and yeah. who can go through a divorce or even the death of a spouse and not come out of it a little scathed. Yes. Nobody's going to come out of no. that shiny and pristine right. and emotionally, you know, emotionally healthy. It's just not going to happen. Right. And just to be clear, if you haven't heard it already, Sharon and I are still continually doing our work. Yes. And we've healed from our divorce, divorce and widowhood. And and we're still working on stuff because oh, it is that is the process of this life. I appreciate that so much saying that we want other people to solve our problems. And some people listening to this may not recognize that this is what's going on with you, but start, I'm really inviting you, 
start to look at your pattern, start to, and we can tell you exactly what that is, but you starting to inquire, you starting to be self-aware is going to help you a lot. And just know when you get that thought where, oh, wow, I can't do this on my own, or this gets overwhelming, ask for help. Yes. Reach out for help. All sorts of help out there. So I feel like we have more of this to talk about in another episode. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For (laughs) sure. This is the beginning. So this has been great. I love this conversation. Yes. I think it's super, super important. And I think it is the way for people to date to their potential, to live their full potential, to be in joy and happiness. And that's when you draw people to you that that are going to be a joyful experience for you is when you're living in your joy, joy, you've got your mojo. Yeah, those are important things. Super important. So thanks for listening, you guys. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it inspired you on your dating journey. Please share this with anyone you think might benefit from what you've heard today and subscribe to our channel. Check out our website at datetoyourpotential.com and take our free quiz to see if you are dating to your potential. We want you to know you are not alone. We support you. We are in this with you.